Hi, this is Don Jones with More Public Schools. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Today's subject, Canvas, More Public Schools Learning Management System. Our guests today are Wendy Argenbright. She is a teacher at Westmore. Andre McConnell, he is our ed tech specialist. Of course, Superintendent Robert Romines and Brandon, our producer and the ed tech director for More Public Schools. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for having to be here. Hey, let's hit the ground running. We are excited to hear about what is Canvas. Uh, Brandon, can you kind of help us understand what Canvas is? Yeah, uh, Canvas is what we call a learning management system. You'll often see it's uh, an LMS. Anyone that's been to school in the past 10 years has probably been on an LMS, uh, Blackboard, Schoology. Um, what are some others that we looked at? We got D2L, Moodle. Moodle, yeah. Google Classroom has come a long way. Um, it's kind of a learning management system. We got a lot of teachers that have used it, but this is a true learning management system that our universities and post high school venues are actually using right now to do digital classroom. And it's, uh, it's more than just here's the assignment or here's a discussion. They, teachers have opportunities to share curriculum, to find new curriculum, and uh, that's, that's why we have Canvas now. Nice. And why did we implement a learning management system? Yeah, great question. The, the mission of more public schools is to shape today's students into tomorrow's leaders. And oftentimes what that journey takes them into is a college, a university. And you cannot go to a university now without being in a digital environment. Even if you're attending classes face-to-face, -face, you're still going to have that LMS incorporated into the class. And so the ed tech department specifically, we try to make sure that we prepare students for what they're going to need to know and do next. And we had entirely too many students going into that situation at UCO, at OU, and being in a digital learning environment right. for the very first time. Mm -hmm. So back in 2014, we started looking at what were the actual LMS providers at the schools that our kids were going to. And so Canvas ended up winning out. That's so smart. That is so smart. So so who all will of this affect? This will affect our students, yeah, absolutely. our families well, in the I long mean, run? Yeah, I mean, I, I've already mentioned, but teachers, for yeah. sure, it's going to make digital instruction that much easier. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely the students, it's going to, again, help kind of coordinate that digital learning process in the in the more public schools classrooms for all of our secondary students. And then also the reason that we're on this podcast right now is because it's about to really affect parents in a big way. Right. And um, speaking of parents, starting at the end of January, we're going to start promoting the parent side of Canvas where parents can set up accounts and be able to see all of their students' classes in one place, which is really huge for us because up to now, um, teachers have been using a lot of different solutions. Some use their websites, some are using Google Classroom, like mm -hmm. Brandon mentioned. Um, but now, when a parent signs in, they'll be able to see all their students' courses on one page, as well as all the assignments in those courses that are coming up. We just put in the requirement um, starting yeah, this, this month, yeah, yeah, this semester. last week, that all of our high school teachers are now putting their assignments and due dates into Canvas, which is going to be a huge shift for parents because parents could always get into Infinite Campus, as right. you all know, and see all the assignments. But a lot of times, um, teachers wouldn't put in 
the assignment details. So a parent could see the name of the assignment, they could probably see when it's due. But now in Canvas, they'll be able to actually click on the assignment and see it from their student's perspective, see all the requirements for that assignment. That's so as great. As well as when it's due. So from a parent's perspective, it's my understanding that uh, mine that's a freshman at Westmore, uh, next week I don't have to rely on her to tell me this is what's coming up, which can sometimes be problematic in, in my household. Uh, and I'm sure with, with other parents that, that have freshmen. We feel your pain. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> it's my understanding that I can log in as a parent and I can see this next week, here's what she's going to be working on, this is what she's focused on, and we as parents, Tracy and I are going to be able to help navigate through that and make sure that assignments are turned in and, and what's coming up to, to help organize. Is that is that Would that be accurate? Yes. Exactly. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's going to really be a whole new world for our, for our parents because they'll see the exact view that our students are seeing. The only thing that parents don't see is the little blue submit button where you can turn in the assignment. <laughs> oh, but we everything need to work, we goes. Need to work on that submit button for parents. That's a great thing. One of the things that we also have to understand is that as we introduce technology into these students' lives at an earlier and earlier age, sometimes it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so whereas when we were in school, we had a little notebook and we wrote down all of our assignments, that doesn't exist right now. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I have three students in more public schools with a total of 15 different teachers. And each student has up to six teachers, and that's a lot to keep track of. You know, one teacher posts assignments in Google, one on Remind. And so right. now the students themselves, instead of being so overwhelmed by everything, will have a one-stop shop. They can open up their phone. These are the assignments I need to work on tonight. Right. So I think it's going to kind of ease some of the anxiety. We have a lot of students that have organizational troubles, and I think this mm -hmm. will really help with that too. And speaking to that as a parent who has a student who does have those organizational troubles, uh, it's gonna ease some of my anxiety. Absolutely. So that is very helpful. I never even thought about the fact of a parent that had th multiple kids, because see, mine, one, one's in college, one's high school. I, I never even thought about the multiple Right. 20 plus teachers and navigating through all that and fortunately I don't have to do that. And one of the things that we really looked at whenever we were researching the different LMSs is what was that going to look like on the mobile device? Same thing that we did with our website recently, you know. Most of our patrons are on their mm -hmm. phone whenever they're going to get information now. Absolutely. And so the experience on a couple of the other LMSs was really nice if you were on a computer. But as soon as you hopped on your phone, which is really where a lot of our people are right now, it was degraded and Canvas Good is point. a wonderful experience. There's a separate app for teachers, one for parents, and one for students. And so the, the experience is pretty fluid across all three. So if you happen to be a, a parent and a teacher, you can switch between the two very easily. Uh, it's, it's a really, really nice program, and I'm glad more public schools has taken it on. And speaking of devices, another huge reason why we're going to Canvas right now is we're preparing for next year when we're going to put a laptop in the hands of right. every single high school student. So this is the perfect time to implement an LMS like Canvas because um, it wouldn't make sense for us to spend all these resources putting these devices in all these students' hands and then we're in a situation where they can't even get to their assignments online in one place. Okay, so I am legitimately excited. <laughs> so, <laughs> with, I, I really, really am and I need you to tell me, so what are we looking at as far as timeline? For, as a parent right now, I want to know what is the timeline when I can expect to be able to access this, help my student, uh, what are we looking we at? We are getting very close. At the end of January, that's when we plan to, on our website, we're going to flip the switch, 
parents will be able to set up their accounts and be able to get in, access all their students' assignments, see everything that's going on all in one place. That's good to know because I asked Avery yesterday, I said, let's get on Canvas and since she goes, Dad, they haven't done it yet. And I was like, let's get on and see anyway. <laughs> so I, thank you for confirming that. How many teachers are we are we talking here? Do you have an, an approximate amount, 9th through 12th, I assume, that we're working with? and, and Exactly. And we do have a lot of our junior high teachers that are already making the switch as good well. But as far as the requirement that's in place right now, it's just for high school teachers so and that requirement is for this semester yes exactly to have all of 9 through 12 um, grade teachers get that set up for the 2021 school no year? for this semester so, so for this so semester we're get, right we're, now. yeah we're essentially okay. giving them this month to kind of look at their syllabus look at the curriculum that's coming up for the spring semester and start putting those due dates start putting those assignments in and the way that we've explained this to the teachers and to the the sites is that we're not asking you to do double the work but what we did was we took away the requirement for teachers to have to maintain the more public schools teacher web page and so what a lot of them are doing right now is they're looking at their websites and all the resources that they have in it and they're kind of transferring that process over to canvas so we didn't want to flip the switch right at january one we wanted to give everyone uh, about you know three four weeks to get everything in and then we'll push it out on facebook we'll push it out on instagram push it out on the website nice. through emails and let everybody know now when you download the parent canvas app you will be able to see everything. And, and Wendy, speak to this as a, as a teacher as well, or as a parent. Well, we're working with the teachers at the, the high school level because not every subject is gonna implement Canvas the same way, mm, or Canvas. True. So, depending upon the curriculum that the teachers use and the level of involvement that they have, you know, some teachers are more tech savvy than others, we're working on ways where, from the parent side, it looks very cohesive, very similar, but from the teacher standpoint, it's, it's going to match with their style of teaching and their curriculum very well. So it's, it's very open in how you can implement it. So if you've got a teacher who does a lot of PDF files, a lot of online videos, we can, we're working right now on showing them how to implement those very easily into the Canvas system. Versus if you have a teacher that works out of a, still has a textbook, then we're showing them how to use that. So it might look a little bit different between the classes, but we're trying to get that to meld to how the teachers already have their classrooms set up. And I think this is a great time to just stop and say a, a big thank you to all of our teachers. They put in a oh, ton of work gosh, making this imagine, switch. Yes. And when we ran our um, report in Canvas yesterday, we have over 10,700 files that teachers have already uploaded and started organizing in there. And the amount of work that they're doing to get ready for this should be commended because there wasn't a lot of complaining. Nobody, everybody saw the benefits, saw why we were doing this and why we needed to do it now, and they've really been on the ball. I've, I've not heard one complaint or concern uh, from, from our educators, which, which is huge. Exactly, especially for a shift this big and as far as how you run your classroom, you would expect oh, some pushback, but we haven't gotten that at all. Everyone has jumped on board and they understand how important it is. Well, and speaking of numbers, how many page views did we have in our Canvas instance yesterday? Wasn't it like 60,000? Yesterday we had like 59,000 where te that's teachers and students were in Canvas every time they view how a different page that? in Canvas. So they're calculate. using it. So the, the teachers and students are doing their classroom in Canvas right now to a certain extent. So it's only going to grow as we go one-to-one, -one, but the main goal of this semester is to just get all that curriculum in place and make it easier once those laptops do drop next August. So, Hey, Brandon, what is yeah. the timeline for our junior high teachers? So you explained that the yeah. high school is 1920 current, this right now, right. they are doing this right now. 
Uh, and when when are we looking at it at our junior high? So that'll be August 2020 uh, is when we're going to have okay. uh, the junior high teachers will be putting in the due dates and assignments. And again, they're not going to have the resources like the high school students do but they'll have an entire year to start working in Canvas on their curriculum. And the wonderful thing about Canvas is uh, once you do it one year as a teacher, once you actually build those units, once you build those assignments, those discussions, it's a matter of simply just importing that into the next year and then it's already there. And then you can update it and it's... So it, nice. Oh yeah, it, it, it's amazing. We're super excited about it. And I, and I feel looking at the way that districts have implemented one-to-one, since, well, over the last five years, six years, I feel like more public schools is absolutely doing it the right way. As Andre said earlier, too many school districts have rushed to get the devices right. in the hand, and they haven't focused on the curriculum side of the house. They haven't focused on the support and the training and making sure that teachers and students were ready for the devices. And so this is the most important step. Uh, Canvas is going to be the digital platform where all instruction happens. And uh, Wendy, you mentioned Campus. So Infinite Campus will actually have all of our grades. That's where all the data is sorted. Uh, Canvas can do grades, so you can, as a parent, see grades if your teacher is posting grades and, and grading. Uh, Wendy, are you doing any grades in Canvas, or is it? I do. Okay. I actually, in our class, we do electronic submission of our assignments. So the students actually take their personal device, take a picture of their homework, and submit it online. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to send any papers to me. Um, and I don't necessarily post grades through Canvas. Right. I grade in Canvas and then it syncs to Infinite Campus. And that's one of the most important points and one of the reasons that it's taken a few more years than I was hoping to get this in place is because we were waiting for the technology to evolve to where we didn't have to have our teachers double back and manually input grades. If I'm a teacher and I want to actually put grades in, let the auto grader and the speed grader and all these really cool functions in Canvas work for me to make my classroom more efficient. I don't have to then go into Infinite Campus where our data is, where our grades are, and manually input that. I, I simply hit one button and it syncs all of the grades over. And so this is the first year and I believe we're one of the first districts that is actually implementing this. Well, it's so fluid. Uh, it, it is just so fluid how we are rolling out the MPS1, how we're rolling out this curriculum uh, component. It's just very fluid the way it's going from junior high and high school and all of the grade levels. Yeah, we're pretty excited about it. I am too. So let's talk a little bit more about some of the benefits that this provides our students. Brandon, at the last board meeting, you presented about Canvas, right. and I loved that presentation. We got to see how our students are utilizing this right now and and doing their homework, doing their assignments, and you could see the videos of what they're doing. Yeah, well, and, and you mentioned it, videos, and I, and I think what we were trying to do was show the board from a teacher perspective, and as a teacher of 10 plus years and grading many essays and wondering what that kid was right. thinking, it's really cool to have the student in Canvas hit the record button on their laptop and talk through that process. I believe the presentation that you're talking about, uh, the, the girl held up an index card and was showing Science. how mitochondria was doing something yes. and what this ion was doing. And, and, and it was, you were listening to her process of thinking. You were getting something that you could never get on a piece of paper. And that, that was one of the things that, and I mentioned it in a podcast or two ago, that 
we're not doing this just to keep up with the Joneses and be like, oh, we're a one-to-one -one district. We're doing this because we are going to be able to enhance the way that teachers teach and the way that students learn. And having Canvas, having these laptops that allow you to do that, right. That, these are just tools for these wonderful educators that we have. So, well, and, and students are less inhibited when they are doing that versus in a classroom setting necessarily. That's true, yeah. You take the so, pressure off. She was in her room. She and, was. And she was uh, doing a great presentation over that. And, and I don't know if that girl would normally do that in front of her class. So. The fact of the matter is, is that's how students communicate now, just yeah, through their devices. Is. One of the other things, and this this isn't about Canvas, but it is leading up to Canvas, elementary folk, be prepared, because we've got something coming for you too. Absolutely. One of the things that was exciting at the last board meeting was the seesaw piece. Mm -hmm. And for a parent of, of the littles to be able to get on and watch or hear uh, what they're doing in the classroom, not we've never been able to do something like that. And so we're, we're even starting to train our little ones. And so to get prepared for when they get to junior high and high school. So great things happening all, all around in regards to the technology piece. I uh, completely uh, floored uh, how far we've come. So you guys have done a great job. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, I, I spoke to the, the classroom experience, to the teacher experience, being able to see what the student's thinking, but also logistically. Uh, there are so many hurdles that Canvas just clears, uh, and it really helps a lot of things that are actually going on at the buildings. Absolutely. So a couple of the ways that this has been helping in the classrooms at Westmore as we start to implement this, um, you know, just from the basic level, it's easy when you have a student who's not in class. So if they're absent for a sports event or a club event or if they're sick, everything so that was pre presented in the class is available on the Canvas for all mm. of their classes in one spot. We also have the ability through Canvas to upload videos of our actual classroom presentations. So for instance, um, I teach the same class four times a day. I can record one of my classes, automatically upload it to Canvas. So if a student is absent, not only do they have the materials that were handed out, but they actually listen to and see the lesson that was presented in the classroom. So instead of the next day they come into class and in a minute and a half while I'm taking attendance, I have to explain the lesson that was presented the day right. before, it's all available to them. Uh, we even, it's made bell work amazingly simple. The students pull out their personal devices, uh, they run through the bell work, they submit it instantly. I get a feedback, everybody's done with their bell work, we're ready to move on with the lesson. Nice. Then I can pull up statistics, you know, was there a problem that was missed? We can review it on the board. Cut spell work time in half. Can you do me a favor real quick? Can you explain what bell work is? Not all of our, our patrons understand what bell work is. Absolutely. So bell work is uh, supposed to be, you know, we teach bell to bell at more public schools. Right. So from the time the students come in to the time they leave, they're absorbing information. Well, you want them on task as soon as they walk in the door. So as soon as the bell rings, they have bell work to do. Usually it's just a couple of problems, review at the high school level, we use it for ACT prep. And so it's just a couple of questions that kind of get them on board and focusing quickly. It allows us to get attendance, take care of a couple of you know logistical things that we have to do. going as soon as they get in there. Absolutely. Nice. And so Canvas makes it really easy. And also speaking to like another one of the benefits is just access to student work. Like as a student, if I turn something in in Canvas in August, I can go back and look at that assignment hmm. in September, in October, in November, and my parents can see that as well. If you speak to any parent, I would almost guarantee you that they have never seen one of their students' essays that they turned in, or maybe not a lot of them, 
So as a, a parent, I can open up my Canvas account, I can see my students' essay that they turned in. I can read it, and I can see the time that they turned it in, the date that they turned it in, and I have access to that always, just like my students. Hey, speaking of essays, uh, I was an English teacher, you were an English teacher. Uh, we've had Turn It In for almost 15 years now. And we are about to see the usage in this go skyrocket because if you don't know what Turnitin is, it is a plagiarism checker. And so all essays now that are going to be turned in mm -hmm. through Canvas will automatically go through if the nice. if the teacher checks it to <laughs> see Sorry, if kids. it's yeah to see if it's plagiarized. <laughs> and and I got to tell you, yeah, uh, there's going to be a lot less uh, plagiarism, a lot less like that's copying. very helpful and for our teachers just, though. Yeah, it is. It, it eliminates yeah. the conversation of like, did you cheat? I know if you did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then that just frees up the student, it frees up the teacher to just have less pressure and just actually put out what you know, what you're thinking. Right. That's that's the that's what we want them to do. And so uh, so we're pretty excited about that. It's it's all it's integrating with a lot of the programs that we already have in place. As a teacher, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm pretty sure every teacher has the stack of no-name papers. Oh, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Eliminates that. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You have the conversation, uh, oh, no, I, I turned that in to you. You must have lost the paper. Or, as a teacher, I have legitimately lost papers. Right. So this eliminates all of that. There's accountability. That's a great there's, point. There's mm -hmm. tracking ability. You can tell exactly when a student turned it in. So they said, no, I turned it in on time. It wasn't late. You can look at the timestamp. So I, I was fixing to ask if that was if that would solve some of those oh, yeah. those concerns or issues because I I have one that sometimes forgets <laughs> to put their name on a paper and I have one that says they've turned it in and then we look in her folder and it's in her folder, so uh, that's great. I I just you know there's a lot of positives there. Oh, all of, all of those points are, are so exciting for our parents and it as well as the students because from the parent perspective we hear that I turned it in and it's like no no I don't think you did but hey real quick I wanted to touch base back on what you said about the video uh, so our teachers will be able to uh, record their lessons them actually presenting the lessons in class so if a student misses class they can see uh, if, if the teacher uh, elects to do that then they can for our visual learners they can actually watch it even though they weren't uh, able to be in class that day uh, and that's just a that that's huge that that's a, such a help and it helps on so many of our accessibility issues mm -hmm. you know if you've got a PDF file a student can zoom in on that PDF mm -hmm. file they can print it uh, with a different font or a larger print if they need to if you have a student who uh, has a, a hearing disability then being able to have that print is a lot easier. If they have a visual disability, then being able to hear the lesson presented is easy. So I think it's gonna help some of our, our accommodations as well. And just going back to what Brandon said, and all of this we can access from our phones. Yeah, mm -hmm. very seamlessly. Nice. Hey, so where can, uh, I know we've talked a lot about this, uh, I just have one more question I'd really kinda like to ask, and where do you see Canvas taking our district? Uh, where do you see us going? What, what are some benefits? Where are we going from here? I will tell you that one of my visions has always been to allow some of these wonderful teachers in more public schools to use their expertise to add to the curriculum because that's what they're doing in their classrooms every day for the last five years, for the last 10 years, 20 years. And we're still paying these textbook companies millions of dollars right. <laughs> to have that content front. 
But now we can have a, a teacher like Andre McConnell that's doing superb English One work share that out with all of the other English One teachers. Mm. And that's, that's where we're going to really start to see, I hope, my vision of Canvas and the digital curriculum be shared so we can kind of standardize what what we do in it's Canvas. It's like a curriculum database. Almost, it it, it really? absolutely is. And, and, not, and we haven't even mentioned the commons, but you can go into Canvas commons and you can find lessons from every single Canvas institution and teacher that shares it out. It's kind of like a social digital curriculum area. So if I'm an English one teacher and I type in English one, Romeo and Juliet, all of the Romeo and Juliet nice. units and courses and discussions come up that other teachers have shared out. But we have a function within more to kind of lock down things and say, we've created this for our teachers and our mm -hmm. students, and we can share it out. We're at the very beginning of that. Our first course is being built right now. It's personal financial literacy. And uh, our coordinator, David Burton, is working on it and working nice. with Andre. And I think you guys just pushed out the first course today, right? We, absolutely, we did. And now all those teachers have access to all those same resources that, that David put together. And once they have it, they can add to it, they can revise it, but they have a great starting place where they have a whole semester's worth of assignments and resources um, to get them going on it, which is going to be great for not only our veteran teachers, but think about a new teacher that's coming into our district and doesn't have anything and needs some help getting going. We can hand that entire curriculum to that teacher and they'll have a great start. That is a very good point. Absolutely, especially with as many new uh, emergency certified teachers as we have, uh, to have that curriculum not in a binder from you what know, a 2003. Huge help! Oh gosh! Yeah, yeah. I would have loved that. I would have. Hey, real quick, I just have a, a question about for our parents who are bi. We have bilingual families. Uh, how does does Canvas address any of that for our our homes that? need some Spanish maybe? Uh. It does, and the settings in Canvas, and teachers can do this for their entire course, like a lot of our foreign language teachers are using this just to fully immerse, but on the student side and the parent side and their accounts and the settings, you can go in and change the language. Now, it doesn't change the language of the content that the, the teacher content, is putting in, yeah. but as far as all of the instructions, the instructions and, yeah. and directions in Canvas, um, it helps them kind of navigate a little bit better. So if they build the course, if they build the assignment using the Canvas assignment tools and they're typing into the Canvas assignment tools, it will translate that into whatever. So on that dashboard, obviously not yeah. what the teachers are, are putting in uh, for their students in their classrooms, but, the but on the dashboard, names, dates, all we that, do yeah. have that option for our, our families. Exactly. Yeah. That is great news, guys. Hey, anyone have anything they would like to add? I think we've covered so much of it. Yeah, we've. We, uh, this was a big podcast. <laughs> okay, well, we're excited to see how our students and uh, staff and families benefit from Canvas. And thank you guys for joining uh, us today. And thank you, listeners, uh, for joining us. Please help us let others know about our new LMS by sharing this podcast. And as always, we have only the brightest and best in NPS. Thanks for listening.